You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. So if you're looking for the Somebody Likes It podcast, there are so many places you can find it. You can get at us at uh, oneofus.net, or you can subscribe directly on iTunes, or you can dig us on Stitcher. But wherever it is, uh, find us, will you? So we're back. 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 Well, mostly back. Mark's, Mark's feeling. I'm 70, 80%. You struggling? Yeah, so it's like if you, if you add up, if all, most of us are 100%. Really, you're, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting like, you know, give or take like 365, 370 on your, uh, on your show scale. Yeah, it's pretty good average. Yeah. No, you can make a little bread off of that. It takes you a few minutes to figure out what the fuck it's, you're it's, baseball it's, metaphor? I'm, I'm, steal, it's, yeah. I'm totally stealing an old Steve, Steve Martin joke. He's like, uh, what do you pay to get in here? Like five bucks. It's great because sometimes I come out and do a 475 show. The random Steve Martin uh, quote I like to say that people look really perplexed when I say it is, uh, Donde esta casa de Pepe? Yes, yes, yes. All the classics. We'll be trotting out all the classics this evening. I well, that's a well good idea. Okay. Son! Yes. <laughs> that will come up. Ha ha! Son! Uh, today is uh, Elvis, uh, the 40th anniversary of Elvis passing. Oh, and, that's true. And therefore also our parents' anniversary. Oh. Yes, that's also true. But yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that it was the 40th anniversary, and then uh, found that out today. And yeah, 1977. Yep. Um, yeah. Too many peanut butter and bacon sandwiches or yeah. whatever. Peanut butter and banana. banana. Yeah, and yeah, bacon. fried. Oh, this with bacon too. Uh huh. Yeah. Was yeah. no, there bacon? Just, yeah, there was bacon and uh, and lots of cholesterol, and then um, shooting TVs. Do you, do you batter that and deep fry it? Is that how that works? I'm not sure. Well, I think it's the one of those sandwiches you eat with a running start. I will say so, this. Like, I just recently uh, read You that. get a running finish, that's for sure. <laughs> so that, that when they uh, did, did his autopsy, that they, they described his arteries as those of an 80-year-old man. So I don't – A dead 80-year-old man. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking <laughs> how many fucking you know, bacon and peanut butter and banana fried sandwiches, like that motherfucker. You know, this is this – is the, the frequency of this has dropped down – a lot in recent years, but it's still out there. People that claim that they're, you know, Elvis sightings, but he doesn't look like Elvis anymore. Even if he were around, he'd look like some like old dude. He'd be like an old old man, right? He'd but be he'd be 80, like what? What was he like forty two or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like 83, Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, rest in peace. Hard living in sequence. <laughs> All those yeah. things. Well, if you're gonna have nudie suits, sequence. Yeah. Anyhow, let's get into it. All right, I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin. I'm Mark. Somebody likes it. So you mentioned this, I think, last week, Mark. It may have been a couple of weeks ago, but it's been a while since um, it's been a while since I brought a little Scott Stapp to the table. Oh, and um, yeah, we need an update. Well, okay, so this isn't an update because Ryan, like you pointed out, he's he's sober and now and, and therefore so, boring. Therefore boring. Yeah. So recently, I came across a story that I had never seen before from 2005. That involves a fight that he got into at a hotel in Baltimore with an equally badass members of an equally badass band, 311. 
And so apparently... They have okay. one song I like. Fine, but they just fucking suck. I, I'm with you, mostly. Um, maybe not as bad as, as Creed does. But apparently on Thanksgiving evening, they were, they were all... I guess they had played a show or something. They were all staying at the Harbor Court Hotel... Um, Oh, the hard Baltimore. Court. I know. We all know it well. And, uh, oh, Mark has it pulled up here. And so he shows up. He sits down at the bar. He's already drunk. He starts talking loudly about how he likes to get into fights. And then he orders, to, starts ordering tequila shots. And every time they give him a tequila shot, he downs it and then throws the fucking shot glass against a wall. And that's how it starts. Classy. Yeah. So then, I guess it, so. There's a, a lot of different things that. He, so he, I guess he told this. He told uh, one of the, I guess the drummer's wife that he wanted to fuck her, and um, it always goes over well. So anyway, yeah, things happen. Got in a fight. Uh, he eventually got like put. He, I think, like he got put into jail. It's just uh, that's the good stuff. That guy needs one of those, uh, like the things that they're they're encouraging cops to have now, where like they have the body cam. Yeah, right. Oh no, oh, shit. Man. Well, not anymore because he's fucking boring now. But but that story, in and of itself, um, just reminds me of that that little David Cross bit when he was did like celebrity poker with Scott Stapp, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I played uh, celebrity poker with Scott Stapp," and yep, rumors are true. Scott Stapp's an asshole. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think we need any more. But I did want to show show this picture. This is his mugshot. That is, wow, he's just grinned from ear to ear. It looks like it's like a picture day in mm. third grade. Yeah, the dude, he's not he's not hating it. Don't you want to <clears> just <throat> fucking smack him in the face, though? Well, yeah, for lots of reasons, though. Right, not, but in that, yeah. that shit-eating grin. Anyway, so I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, there we go. Mark's got many different Scott Stapp mugshots mug shots. on display here. <laughs> Why is there a picture of Randy Quaid on there? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's Vince Neal. And uh, what, Sam Shepard? Like, I guess these are just uh, famous mugshots. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's uh, Glenn McCall Campbell McCall speaking I, up. R.I.P. He just I, died. I have to say, by the way, uh, with, with regard to closing the book on Scott Stapp, I couldn't find him less interesting. Like... <laughs> I don't care if the guy. I don't care if he bursts into flames in an old folks' home. I don't think he's interesting. Like I just couldn't be more bored by Scott Stapp. So look, Kevin, everyone's yeah. entitled to their own opinion. Oh yeah, well, that's we're going with that one. So anyway, um, the item at hand. Well, uh, you did uh, mention Glenn Campbell, or Shane, you did. Oh yeah, yeah, Glenn Campbell's mugshots up here on the wall. Oh, also, Mr. Belden from fucking. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he's up there because he's a pedophile. Yes, that's true, too. Uh, it was child porn uh, charges he got booked on. But yep. Same fucking More, thing. Same, same, same deal. Sexual assault of a child, a pedophile. Yeah. You could have child porn. Like, yeah. Anyway, yes, Glenn Campbell. He's, he's had Alzheimer's. Did anybody watch that Glenn Campbell movie that came out like last year or the year before? I'm actually going to be um, encrusting all of my computers in uh, rhinestones. In, in memory of his Well and you're dressed up hey, Like a cowboy So that makes sense I am cowboy. Yeah well I'm chapped How does that feel Oh Because <laughs> I brought up Scott Stapp <laughs> Yeah Yeah anyway. Alright well rest in peace Glenn Campbell Ryan Yeah Alright you, you brought us a You brought us a dandy This week Yeah it is a dandy and, and and like I don't Generally uh, Like to pick um, You know Best of compilations But 
I needed something that had you know a couple of my favorite songs from this uh, particular performer, and the performer I'm speaking of, of course, is Jerry Reed. Son. Of course, son. <laughs> yeah, Marcus said son like I don't know, like seventeen times. Mark's got a this. cold, and I think that's like pretty much the only because one syllable that he can he can get that out. But it's good though; it's a little gravelier than usual. Like, yeah, you, you've got a you got a tinge, of, a hint of Jerry Reed in there. Anyway, right? Tell us. Well, tell yeah, us it's, more. it's it's twenty tracks long, but they're all pretty short. Um, Actually, no, they're not as short as I was thinking they were going to be. But I don't know. Maybe it just felt interminable. I could be wrong. Oh, dude. Oh, I, I was hoping you'd love it as much as I did because I I could not get enough. Yeah, um, this was this this album was. You know how you like you often come in here and you'll say like this sounds like an exact cross between this and this this, this Jerry Reed album sound like a direct cross between Roger Williams. Uh, are you talking about Roger Miller? Roger Miller, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah Roger, I was okay. actually like, like well, no, but flipping it, a coin between uh, Roger Miller and Jerry Reed on who I wanted to pick next, oh, and I just picked Jerry Reed. Well, this this sounded like if 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 you were to cross Roger Miller with Ray Stevens, um, yeah, then you'd come out with Jerry Reed. Every song, he's just he's all a talking and a talk. Got a got a funny story going on with a cast of characters and like. Yeah, I love him. How can you maybe one at a time? It's it's you can take them, but over the course of like twenty songs, the only stuff I didn't like was the stuff where he tried to be George Jones. And that I don't shit think... sucked too. You yeah. know what? Okay, I'm saying that it, that they suck. They didn't suck if you take them. The best song in the goddamn album was Eastbound and Down, which Mark brought That's up a great song. before you were here. He basically wrote him one day. Um, but I, 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 you know, if I heard these songs in rotation on the radio, that then. Then I would probably enjoy it very much, but after like one, after another, after another, after another, some guy playing poker, and you're gonna play by my rules, and it's just a lot. It, you, you know what it reminded me? Everyone's a hit. Every song is like every single one is like it's. Oh, so it's like how you don't like power pop, uh, kind of the same deal. Yeah, like. kind of. I, I didn't. No, don't get me wrong. I didn't. I didn't hate this album. It's just taken individually. I would have liked these songs, but the way it reminded me of like in the '80s, they would have like. You know, like, uh, buy this album as seen on TV, and, like, the songs would, like, scroll up the screen, and it would be the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what this album was the equivalent of. But in a good way. I think that's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, could be. <laughs> could be. <laughs> okay, look. I, well, and I do think, to, to Shane's point, uh, like, I did... I mean, the the camp, like, the whole, like, uh, folksy character thing... It is, is campy. Like, it is clearly, like... It, if if his act is a three legged stool like that, one of the one of the legs is that, like that it stands on are those characters that he created, and some people just love him, and it was a thing of the time. But yeah, I was like, there's clearly like there's this a Roger Miller thing. I even like thought there's about a lot of like, Ray Stevens like, in there, man. Well, okay, it's like, better than I Ray Stevens. About, like, it's um, way better than Ray Stevens. That's um, why like Marty Robbins and some other artists that are that are like not, you know not necessarily not taken seriously, but it's like you go back and you look on their work at their work now, years later, and you're like, yeah, maybe you're trying too hard. So Ray Stevens was like cartoonish, like a Weird Al kind of thing. This was there was a lot and of this real is cartoonish, just funny and clever, as far as I'm concerned, and. Free rap in in the in the there were lots. Look if, if prep, it, go back if you if, 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 then you the, you're you're including the entire genre of trucker of the entire like subgenre of trucker country because that's entirely what those are like st- spoken talky country songs. I'm not saying it's bad. It just after a while I'm like 
All right, I get it. Uh, yeah, and I have to bring this up. Uh, my girlfriend's great grandfather, uh, Ted Daffin, apparently is in some top ten list. He's also in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, he has some song that's been covered by like 200 artists, and he was successful for a little while. But he was a, a trucker, country genre musician. It, it, it's it was a genre. A it, it, like, it's like a subgenre. Of, it was very, very popular Like when right around the time that CBs got popular. Yeah, right around the give, time yeah. fucking Smokey <laughs> and the Bandit got Well, I mean, that, that shit, that trucker country was so popular, it spawned its own super hit movie, Smokey and the Bandit. Which, by the way, if you listen to Eastbound and Down, and I don't want to do that first, but... Uh, it's basically the plot of the movie. And it is. So this is weird. Um, while, like, I'd already picked this for my selection, and I just got rid of cable, and so picked up Sling, um, essentially, to play on my Roku, so I could have, like, multiple channels, basically, like, a basic cha- uh, cable channel or package. Uh, and it came with uh, Showtime, and guess what they were playing this week, Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit, which I hadn't seen in like thirty-five years, turns out kind of a flimsy plot to that film. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to run, run a bunch of beer like overnight or something. Yeah. Okay. So like uh, it was a bunch of Jackie Gleason. It's a bunch of Coors beer uh, in an eighteen-wheeler, and for some reason he needed an escort. But the escort was the one who everybody was after, not the all guy right, well, who had the contraband right. beer. Wait, 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 wait. I, I happened to dig into Smoking the Man a little bit last week when I first Do listened tell. to this. Because, because I started to think about, you know, I hadn't seen the movie in so long. And then I started to realize a little bit more about the movie. So uh, Coors, at the time, was produced with no preservatives. It was illegal to sell it east of the, the Mississippi. Rockies. East of the Mississippi. Oh. Uh, yeah, and, and so like Paul Williams and his like business partner or his dad or something like were gonna throw a party and they wanted to, and they had money to throw away, so they wanted to get a whole shit ton of cores. For right, their event. and so it had to be on a time limit because cores would go bad uh, over time because no preservatives, and the bandit was essentially the 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 distraction. He was meant to get. The police to chase him so that they wouldn't be looking at the truck. Well, you should you should watch the movie again because like <laughs> the, there's not a lot of logic going on in that film. No, but I, not. it is still fun. Like I also I have enjoyed to say it. That that it's you know when compared when trotted out against the the body of theatrical uh, monuments that is Burt Reynolds' career. <laughs> I thought you were just going to compare it to like other theatrical... Like, I just went and saw Vertigo last night, and I was like, how is he going to rank that against that? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's very, you know, um, you know, potato-potato with Hitchcock. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's no, ridiculous. Do we want to listen to Eastbound yeah, and Down? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I was going to wait for later, but like, no, let's go Eastbound and Down. Take. He's bound to die, loaded up 
gonna do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch your bandit run. So if you run a uh, if you run a search for uh, just like put in put in Jerry Reed and Burt Reynolds, one of the pictures that comes up is a still from from Smoking the Bandit, which is the two of them apparently having some sort of a very serious conversation while Burt Reynolds is holding a basset hound that looks like uh, he's an expression on his face like um, Danny Glover when he says I'm getting too old for this well, shit hang, like, <laughs> no, the, hang dog would be the exact uh, uh, term for that expression like yeah that's the a perfect en- encapsulation of that movie I highly yeah. encourage everyone out there that's listening to the Mar- producer Mark put this on, on, the, on the monitor behind us while we listen to this song you don't need a fucking video all you need is that picture with yeah. that song, <laughs> that that is that is exactly 1977 culture, right like there, personified. Yeah, like, it's oh, like distilled totally to it's, its like, essence. Yeah, well, that is Turd Ferguson at old, its blossom stage. Yeah, old <laughs> uh, Smokey's got his ears on. Well, um, and the thing is, like the you know, the narrative of that song, right, is that there is that you know there's this thing that can't be done, and is that is that just taking some cores to the other side of the country? Yeah, well, they, like, no, 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 there was a, he has there to was do it in a deadline. Oh, okay, gotcha. he, has, he, he has to do it in like a day. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's like a little bit over a day, but like not not by much. And uh, man, that and, really went bad fast. And so you need a Trans Am, yeah, to uh, shepherd your so, beer. I was gonna say that's east of the Mississippi, like the sheepdog of like keep the, keep that you know. Yeah. So along the way, he picks up Sally Field, who it's just uh, like is a runaway bride. Um. And it just so happens that uh, Sheriff Buford T. Justice, his son, was the one who was going to marry oh, um, yeah. Another Sally Field. Turn. And so that, that makes it extra important for him to catch uh, the bandit. Uh, Can I just say, I think that if, and I haven't seen Smoking the Bandit in many, many, oh, many dude, years. Oh, dude, you really should. But, but can I just say that the it seems to be that the one, if I could boil this, if I could give it like, a, like an elevator pitch for this movie, I would just be one word. Hijinks. Oh, they're definitely hijinks. It seems like there's hijinks. Yeah. Junior, you need anything in here? Hush puppies, daddy. (laughs) You know, you should go out on the road with, like, your one-man, like, you do all the characters. Ryan Newsom is smoking the baby. There's fucking gold in there. This is, like, the worst puppet show I've ever seen. Yeah, where it's, like, where he does all the characters. But... How many times have you watched this guy be a movie? Because how do you already know the catchphrase? Well, I saw it a bunch. It came on HBO when we had cable in the 80s. Uh, so I saw it a bunch of times then and then like three days ago. And well, and phil- and philosophically, HBO has never changed their philosophy in terms of like how many times. If it's on once, it'll be on 7,000 times. Yeah. Like, and so like, yeah, we happened to have HBO back in the day. And um, I watched it once um, like when you could rent videos or something. I didn't see it like when it came out or anything. You know, actually, the first movie I ever saw with uh, Jerry Reed in it, which was an, was a movie called The Survivors. It was a, it was a comedy that came out in um, 1983. It had Robin Williams and Walter Matthau as like a mismatched pair that go to like this survivor camp. Well, anyway, it starts out, it's this incredibly racist thing where Jerry Reed plays this 
he goes into like a diner. I can't remember. He goes into like a diner and like robs a place, but he's doing it like in like 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 black English. Like he keeps saying like honky mofo, and he's trying to like sound like he's a black guy. Yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's so incredibly crazy racist. At some, at that so, at some, yeah, at some point I do want to talk about the song, but you did bring up something that I noticed in rewatching that film is that um, uh, there's a there's a um, Confederate flag on Burt Reynolds' car, but like in the movie, like all the black guys are like good people. Like everything's like kind of like turned around in like southern culture in that movie um like everybody's like all the people are like rooting for the bandit um you know and against the law and anyhow i'm telling you it's it's well worth your time so, t- so let's talk about the track but yeah let's talk about the song i think the musicianship on that is amazing yeah jerry reed i'll tell you one thing that the motherfucker could do is play guitar like, god damn right he can bad my favorite track actually on this record excepting the song we just listened to I don't know the name of it. it was the solo guitar track? Right? Oh yeah, the claw. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he's talking about the claw. The claw, right? Yeah, that was that song was fucking it's, awesome. Well, that motherfucker not, can play, man. And it sounds like we'll probably not end up covering. Um, we're playing Guitar Man, but I thought the story behind Guitar Man was really interesting too, because that's another track where like there's a lot of his musicianship that's in it, and that was very very early in his career and. Um, Elvis actually ended up covering that song and made it a hit. And apparently, the guy who was working with Elvis or his producer at the time called Jerry Reed and said, "Hey, we're trying to." Elvis really loves this song. He wants it to sound his version to sound exactly like your version that he had put out on an album the year before. And he was like, "Well, you got to get me to come down and play it for you because I, I nobody can play like me." Well, no, no he, he was a finger picker, wasn't he? He was. He was yeah, like, he was. "I pick differently than your guys playing it straight." And he's like, "I do it wonky," and I change a bunch of stuff up and experiment so that's what they ended up doing was bringing him down and and uh and so yeah that was he went the traditional i would i would tend to think like maybe the only nashville route at the time right which was that you had to write and and go through the industry machinations that were well it sounds like and i don't i didn't read too far into the oh yeah by the way i just wanted to say this before we get off of eastbound and down um that song only hit number two on the country charts the fuck was number one? Who would have beat that song? <laughs> like, especially like in ni- 1977, like the best trucker country song ever made. Like, a, I don't know. I yeah, can't believe yeah, it. I can't believe it didn't peak at number one. Is my point. I, I did think it was interesting, and you know, Mark. One of the things that uh, producer Mark was saying just a little bit ago was that I guess. Um, and did you say this in the break, or did you? What did you share it while we were recording? The the fact that that was done in overnight. I mentioned it. I think Shane. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He did well, so, yeah. So, but the point is, is that in the in the Wikipedia recap of that, he rec- he it's credited to his actual birth name instead of his stage name, and so I'm wondering, like the the contract nerd part of me just wonders, like, I wonder, is that because they're in a hurry and under budget and a bunch of other stuff, which it sounds like. There are some budgetary issues with that movie. It's weird that it was. It says that it was once covered by Tonic. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, that band doesn't sound the anything con- like the, that. If you could only see like, the way she loves me, band. Yeah, yeah, recorded if by Su- okay, Super Suckers. I can, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, but tonic? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe at some point during the break we'll listen to the tonic. Well, anyway, I've I've got another one. I I actually talked to. Oh, hey, can, can I say this before I forget about it? Because uh-huh. because I I there's just so goddamn 
much to talk about with to unpack with Jerry Reed, like all of the badass shit that he did. But I think I've got to say the thing that I think is the baddest of ass was that he had an entire episode of Scooby-Doo. I saw that. It was called The Phantom of the Country Music Hall. He sang and played the song Pretty Mary Sunlight. The song is played throughout the episode as Scooby and the gang search for Jerry Reed's missing guitar. That's... There, Dude, there's that's the you pinnacle don't, you can't of get success. Better than that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that there's and there's even more. He's he had, he he hosted a variety show for two episodes, but still, which means that uh, he and Casey Kasem worked together on a Scooby Doo episode. Oh yeah, Scoop. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're yeah. on fire tonight. Zoe yeah, that's right. All right, you got another one. Uh, Amos Moses. Yeah, I I I called uh, our friend Chad. Um, when it looked like one of us wasn't going to be able to make it last week and mentioned to him that we we're going to be talking about Jerry Reed and he didn't have the time to do it, but he was like, oh, you have to talk about Amos Moses. Uh, so let's uh, get into that one. Amos Moses was a Cajun. He lived by himself in the swamp. He hunted alligator for a living. He just knock him in the head with a stone. The Louisiana law gonna get you, Amos. It ain't legal hunting alligator down in the swamp, boy. impression uh, like, <clears throat> it's pretty good today you know what yeah. like, you, you should just go out with like a one-man like, of jerry reed god damn dude yeah if yeah like on my epitaph or whatever just put some jerry reed uh lyrics we'll just, like, we'll just put like a like Ryan a pic- newsome is jerry reed i feel like every photo of that guy looks like a like a colorful wax figure version of a civil war reenactor like he just he just looks and like have you ever seen a more – well, maybe with the exception of that still from the smoking the bandit with the dog in it. But, uh, like, otherwise, what a what a cheerful fellow. I'm just endlessly fascinated with this it, shit. Okay. Uh, oh, for yeah. whatever reason, like, it, it, along it, with, like, solo Will Smith and 70s AM Gold, like, apparently I have a genre. It's like trucker country. Yeah. Even little but pockets. I'm like, more fascinated with with his life than I am with his music, personally, but – you know, you're right when you say cheerful, but he also looks like an incredibly unhealthy person, like as though well, like never more so. Well, he has, his <laughs> like, photo I'm, in the Wikipedia I'm, page, I'm, I'm, I'm he's got a cigarette, like right I'm pretty there. Sure he, like, and he, the last song on the record is about trying to quit smoking. And he died from emphysema. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he lived his life subsisting on solely alcohol and cigarettes. Now he, yeah, it looks like he kind of lived hard. But the um, oh, so Shane, you mentioned this earlier. Have you been to the Country Music Hall of Fame? No, I it's have not. great. Ryan mentioned it. It's great. If you ever get it to get to Where Nashville, is it? Nashville? Nashville. Yeah, I've only been once, but I was really, really, really impressed. And um, 
And just did very, you, did you uh, huge. did you cheat on your wife while you were there? And, uh, um, no, but I did. I did uh, go to jail, and then uh, and then uh, Clint Black was there. So we also yeah. there was also that awesome. Yeah, it's always fun. Anyway, but hey, uh, man, uh, Amos Moses. Well, that is a great song, but it's kind of in that like story. Eh. Uh, story. Oh, I love it. I, I, uh, okay. It's kind of like in a bad, bad Leroy Brown kind of way, but Cajun. But Kevin, it's funny that you say that because. Because Jerry Reed put out a, a, a an album called Jerry Reed Sings Jim Croce. That sounds about right. So so I, I don't know. Coincidentally, you just brought up a Jim Croce song. Well, well so. no, it's it's of it's part and parcel of that particular sure. genre. But Kevin, I, Kevin I, you wanted to but say but something? What, what, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the point the point of the story that I started was that uh, that Jerry Reed got inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame this year, like this past April, posthumously. Uh, I would, yeah, I would he died in two thousand eight. His reanimated so. corpse was not at the, <laughs> the Nashville induction ceremony. It'd but be nice if they exhumed him and like propped him up. Probably less than nice. Sure, but that would be wonderful. Anyway, but yeah, but the point is, is like aside from being absolutely worth the stop, even if you're not a country music fan, it's totally great. Um, I thought it was really interesting that he would. There were there were three guys inducted. There was Jerry Reed and Alan Jackson, who kind of got the majority of the headlines, and then. A guy named Don Schlitz, who apparently wrote the Gambler song for uh, Kenny Rogers. Oh no shit! And his uh, friend Carl Budweiser. No, I don't. I don't think that part's true. But the uh, <laughs> 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 sorry, I'm just you know sometimes they you can't help it. But um, but I do think that that it's just it is interesting to me. I was like, and the other thing I, I found myself thinking was like, oh dude, especially this like, is majesty right here right, that, well, that Mark on, just hold pulled your up. Thought, hold yeah, your thought on that for just a second. But the but the the end of the point is that um, ultimately, what I was amazed by was like, how could it take Jerry died in two thousand eight? How could it take him almost a full ten years to make it into the Country Music Hall of Fame? Like how many other like how is that genre big enough that there were enough people to induct? And so anyway, maybe the answer is yes, or maybe they just were slow at it. But who, uh, who knows how they do it with like musicians or you know rock and roll hall? I mean, it's not like you have statistics like you do in sports hall of fame. Oh sure, and it's got to be like completely arbitrary. I mean, I guess if it were well, based I mean, on album sales, sales. But no, but yeah. that's not how they do it at the rock and roll hall of fame. Like no. Aaron fucking T. Anyway, Ryan, you want to comment on the uh, the uh, photo gold that Mark's just pulled dude? Out? It's that's uh, pretty. What, what do you call that? That like faux wood paneling? Uh, Jerry faux Reed's wood paneling. faux wood paneling. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, but Jerry Reed in like a denim shirt that with the sleeves cut off, yeah. and he's got uh, unbuttoned to three the or four table, buttons. But, yeah. Buttons Undone. down. He looks like he's got like a farmer's tan and a cigarette in his mouth, and he's got some like. Faded denim bell bottoms and a like a like an eagle belt buckle. Yeah, I mean I it perfectly the, encapsulates and a uh, cigarette hanging out of his mouth and he's looking at again at his hand in cards and like a yeah that is exactly what this record sounds like. <laughs> I doubt that's the green room at the Ryman. <laughs> oh, there's uh, another one. Hey, you think Jerry's had a couple of drinks in that picture? Yeah, <laughs> theater. Yeah, theater. Yeah, theater yeah. of mind, but yeah, there are a series of photos that all look like they're pretty much taken in the same like little uh, faux wood paneling yeah. curly room. Again, I highly yeah. recommend to anyone go just type just in Jerry Reed into Google and, and Google images. images and just look at his images because it's something. Yeah, God he was damn, really, he was really uh, quite something. Tell you what, who's got the intermission? Oh, I do. 
I do. Let's do that. Okay, well, this is a the artist that we're going to listen tonight. Listen tonight. Listen to tonight. It's kind of hard to say. Uh, words are hard, man. Yeah, they, I know. I mean, they shouldn't be. I'm, I, you, I was like a baby when I learned them. <laughs> I'm giving you, <laughs> Babies I'm are giving you feedback. And meanwhile, my <laughs> microphone was still on the table. So, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's like, so basically, be sharper than that. We're all on fire right now. Yeah. Now this is this is a this is a song that. I have consistently wanted to play since we started the show, and for whatever reason, I always forget it, and now I know why, is because this is the perfect time to play it. Perfect perfect show? Perfect to... show. Perfect show. Yeah. And what that, you got for us? And that would be The Streak by Ray Stevens. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought yeah. about that, that song a lot this week. Yeah. Mostly in contrast. Oh! Oh, oh okay. Okay, fine. No, okay, here's the deal. Well, we'll watch the streak and then we can a week and a half. We'll come back and have a spirited conversation. But I I do want there is a video for this and before we watch it, keep keep in mind that the original It's about running naked, right? Yeah, but the the original song was written to capitalize on the streaking craze which like peaked in nineteen seventy three. Okay? And and and, and this video I I believe Bob It's like the like the seventies it was like the '70s parkour kind of, like you know, like yeah, it was just this get brief the, craze, like like at, like at a Yankees game, run around, you know, with 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 the thing, or or not even like at a with a at, a at a ball game, they would just do it. I don't know, whatever. But however, I believe this video was made in the '90s or early 2000s, which is like 35 years after. So so the humor in it, you'll see how quality and genius it is. Anyway, but it's 30 years removed from. Any cultural relevance at all. So, anyway, guys, for your viewing and listening pleasure, we'll listen to uh, The Streak by Ray Stevens. Here he comes. Boogie there, boogie there. There he goes. Boogie there, boogie there. And he ain't wearing no clothes. Oh, yes, they call him The Streak. Boogie there, boogie there. Fastest thing on two feet. Boogie there, boogie there. He's just as proud as he can be. His anatomy, he gonna give us a peek. If there's an audience to be found, he'll be streaking it round, inviting public critique. This is your action news reporter once again, and we're here at the gas station. Pardon me, sir, did you see what happened? Yeah, they. I was just in here getting my car checked, and he disappeared out of the trap. Come streaking around the grease right there. Didn't have nothing on but a smile. I looked in there and Ethel was getting her cold drink. I hollered, don't look, Ethel! And it's too late. She'd already been mooned. So ostensibly that song is supposed to be a comedy song. It's supposed to be? I mean, it's a comedy song. Okay, well how many laughs did you hear in this room? Oh, none. It, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> it was basically the only sound I heard in this room was our individual eyes rolling from side to side. Like it's a stupid, stupid song. It's it's, a, it's so unfunny and dumb and every. But if you go like a couple of years ago when I first 
decided I needed to play this song, I went and looked to see if there was a video, and there was a video on YouTube. And if you go and read the YouTube comments, that's when you know that I live in a different world, at least humor-wise, from than some people, from, than a lot of people. Like, you know, who, oh my God, this is still just as funny as it was forty years ago. I laugh till I cry. Those are people who really miss uh, Mama's family. <laughs> that's a great example. Oh, God. oh, so here's here's a little fact that I want to bring up. So we were we were talking um, before we actually started watching that video here in the control room about uh, how we all still had Eastbound and Down and stuck in our heads. That, that's genuinely good music with is, like a it, comic it, bent. It, it is genuinely good music is my point. The hook is crazy good. That song only went to number two on the country music charts. This went to number one for three weeks in a row in May of, or in May of 1974 – Three weeks in a row, the Billboard, hot Billboard 100. But what they don't tell you is that most of America was blackout drunk for that time. So, like, you know. Had to have been. Yeah. It was just, and uh, just left the station, like, tuned to their local country thing. It, it, here's a, here's a, but here's an even more interesting. That it, it did only go to number three on the country music charts. But here's an interesting little tidbit. It went to number one on the Billboard UK charts. So... Who knows? Uh, they love laughing at Americans. Cockney uh, bastards. Um, I got that. Although, you know what, though? Here's, here's my take on – so I think we've – at one point or another in, this, in the history of this podcast, I've mentioned the fact that Rhino Records put out an album – of songs that was designed to drive people out of your home when you wanted to get rid of them. At yes, a party. we have. This could do that. This like if you put on if if you put on the streak. Oh like, yeah, I want to get loop, people out. Yeah, be like oh shit, look at the time. Oh man, you know what? I almost brought up what I wanted to to. And I thought about this because every time you say guitar man, I think of Ray Stevens's hit Guitar Zan. He is a guitar man. I, I do not know, but yeah, there's no video Zan. for it. If, yeah. you, if you listen, so did it really happen? No, like the you know the difference between Guitar Man, the uh, the Jerry Reed song, and whatever it was you just said, Guitar Zan. <laughs> like he's a I'm guitar gonna, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tilt the scales in favor of good Mr. Reed on that one. Well, no, all I'm saying is that it is out there, and it, yeah, see, Mark pulled it up. Oh, it won a fucking Grammy, nominated, nominated for best contemporary male vocalist. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right, kids. We should we should probably get back into guitars and the essential Jerry Reed. Let's do it. <laughs> back on Jerry Reed. Um. You said that like you, as though you were like, like a beat reporter, like back on Jerry Reed or back on Jerry Reed. Um, anyway, um, what I did, I, in, like the the songs on this record that I didn't like the most were the ones where he's like trying to be traditional country George Jones kind of type stuff. But I did notice that like um, he kind of bucks the trend in country music, whereas all the songs that are about women, it's about like how they like did him right. That is true. I noticed that. Oh, it's like the uh, it's the, the when you play the country rapper, like Skilo. <laughs> oh, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was a little bit taller. I was, I was just about to say like, and that is. 
on That's funny. You're right. I noticed that. I actually noticed that I was listening. No, it's not about like she's cheating on him or like, you know, he's, you know. You're wonderful. And yeah. How much do I love you? Let me tell you. So, um, so you'll be, you'll be shocked to know that he shows up on a Rolling Stone uh, list there. It was like the 50 records every country music fan should own. And the essential Jerry Reed rolled in at number 44. Uh, hey, when did that list come out? Uh, yesterday. It's really okay. weird. It's totally. What the I don't know. fuck like, is it, uh, earlier than that? We. What's that? I'm just riffing. Go oh, ahead. it did. Yeah. No, no, no. What I'm just saying. I'm saying. What is up? Like again, like the lists of. Um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Like listing like. The Beatles, from top to bottom, what's their best song, what's their worst song? Like Pink Floyd, what's their best song, what's their worst like, song? It's, a, it's a trending trend. It, it's a thing again. Like, like the right list now. thing, it, it goes away for a little while. And well, and back. it's a, let's, I mean, let's be honest, like, it's a crutch that Rolling Stone has used forever, and it's, it's the prelude to the listicle, the, uh, the BuzzFeed uh, type. Click, well, clickbait. Uh, yeah, the top seven things yeah. that, uh, top seven expressions Tom Cruise's face makes, like, whatever, the, the... <laughs> Like dull surprise, <laughs> that's number four. Anyway, uh, yeah. So one of the an interesting uh, tiny snippet of this of the write up they have of the essential Jerry Reed, and I think it's it's um, it, it, we're we're getting there. But I like I sort of like the way that this coalesced. It said the the writer here says Reed was a one of a kind pop star living at the nexus of country funk, furious finger picking, and novelty song. And you certainly can't leave the novelty song part out of that. We've talked about that ad nauseum. We've even talked about the, the you know, the finger picking, even though that's those aren't really the songs that we've heard, um, where that that moves to the well, forefront. Eastbound and Down has plenty of finger picking on it. Yeah, sure, uh, it's got some. I heard some. Um, but anyway, yeah. The and and to that end, uh, there's a quote in here that says, um, from. Les Claypool from the alt metal band oh, Primus, God. my favorite, my my favorite act. Uh, Amazing. Uh, when, um, yeah, when I saw I did, that they had they covered one of the songs, I was like, "Of course oh, they, yeah. they did." I do. Yeah. Think, I was going to say, uh, "Go ahead, Kevin." I, I, it's just just one sentence. Like the, I do think the quote is interesting. He says, "Whatever you think of Primus, and I don't think a lot of them." He says, um, "Folks these days don't realize what a great guitar picker Jerry was, nor his incredible sense of groove." Um, and they covered, I guess, Amos Moses. They did cover Amos Moses. Probably badly, um, but... Like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's my least favorite part of South Park is with their fucking intro music. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you like quirky bands... Yeah, so, so I kind of think that, like, uh, Jerry Reed's, like, sense of humor and it, there being, being kind of novelty songs or whatever, like, kind of overshadows the musicianship that, like, these are genuinely good songs performed by, like... and. Uh, produced really well. Like, you can hear every instrument, like, just in its perfect form. Um, and it, it doesn't sound like it's forced or, um, like, they're just... I think you bring up a really good point, which is that when these songs work really well, though not the George Jones crooner type stuff, but when the, like, freewheeling finger-picking stuff works really well, it needs to sound like... It, he's just making it up on the spot, but they're really well executed and they're really well produced. Oh yeah, and with, like with all the like background vocals and whatnot, like you know that they did like thirty takes of people like saying like na 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 na. No, the music sounds good. It just gets a little tiresome after a while, like just over and over again, basically like the same like. Yeah, I, I can't get enough, and I'm yep. about to get, I'm about to give you, you a little bit more. Why don't you do, why don't you do one of those? Uh, when you're hot, you're hot. 
Casey Kasem and uh, Shaggy on that clip. But I beg your pardon? Well, <laughs> like, you K- guys, Mark ran a... Casey Mark- Kasem voice Shaggy. Are, are you, yes. You, yeah. yeah. No, it sounded like there's a lot of him in there. Yeah. Well, sure <laughs> enough. Didn't he do Scooby-Doo <laughs> also? I'm pretty sure he did. That I don't know. I, I don't I think... I feel fairly certain of that. Um, so Mark, what we're alluding to is Mark there's brought up the Jerry Reed episode <laughs> of uh, Scooby-Doo where uh, Jerry Reed is somehow involved in a mystery, and uh, they resolve it. And then there's uh, just sort of a sold-out Jerry Reed concert with a lot of empty seats. Anyhow, when it, when it comes to uh, when you're hot, you're hot, all I have to say is, son! When you're not, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the guy can write hooks. I will I will say that. That's. I mean, the, the songs are entertaining in and of themselves in small doses. So when I was a kid, um, all I thought of Jerry Reed was like, oh, that truck driver guy and Smokey and the Bandit. And so when he died in 2008, I think it was NPR, just like played a bunch of his songs all in a row. And I was like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. And so it's been one of these that's been on the back burner for me that like I really wanted to like just go and like catch up on him. And sure enough, I like most of his shit. Uh and yeah, so it's essentially it's a what a craps game. They're uh, rolling bones, what have you. I get the feeling old I, Jerry Reed liked to gamble. He's got a couple gambling songs on on this album alone. Yeah, so uh, yeah, um, game gets the game gets busted up. He has to go in front of the judge. It turns out to be a fishing buddy of his, uh, and the cop or the the judge like uh, convicts him anyway. And he's like, well, I guess that would be the uh, you're not part. Well, that's that's a hilarious retelling of the song, Ryan. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did Dude, that. Dude, fucking step in, <laughs> asshole. I was just, I was just waiting to, to hear. You're waiting was, for the punchline. I was yeah. just waiting to yeah. hear how you were going to end all that, like well, how the how you were going to land that plane. I, I do have to say that uh, after the pregnant pause there, I did think that he was going to get off, uh, and he did not. He's still. Uh, so you know, you mentioned not. at the top of the show the uh, Eastbound and Down, how it basically gives you the whole plot of Smokey and the Bandit. So now I'm going to listen to every Jerry Reed song here on out as if they actually made a movie based on the song. Yeah, you say that, and starting with this I'll one. bet there, there's more are. than that, like just like that were uh, treatments for films, because they're got, story songs. And actually, are. and actually, since we're going to do four uh, today, here's another one. Um, Cause like this could easily and now for your next selection, <laughs> a little band from and Athens, now for something completely similar. No, uh, but this is the this is uh, what actually like sparked my reinterest. Uh, like a few weeks ago, happened to hear this on uh, our favorite radio station, Chain uh, KUTX. Good one. She got the gold mine, and in parentheses, I got the shaft. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I guess it was back in 63 when eating my cooking got the better of me, so I asked this little girl I was going with to be my wife. Well, she said she would, so I said I do, but I'd have said I wouldn't if I'd have just knew how saying I do was going to screw up all of my life. Well, the first few years weren't all that bad. I'll never forget the good times we had, because I'm reminded every month when I send her the child support. Well, it wasn't too long till the lust all died, and I'll admit I wasn't too surprised the day I come home and found my suitcase sitting out on the porch. Well, I tried to get in. She changed the lock. Then I found this note taped on the mailbox that said, Goodbye, Tucky. My attorney will be in touch. So I decided right then and there, I was going to do what's right. Give her her fair share. But, brother, I didn't know her share was going to be that much. She got the gold mine. I got the share. They split it right down the middle. And then they give her the better half. Well, it all sounds sort of funny. But it hurts too much to laugh. She got the gold mine. I got the share. Essentially the plot line to, to Goldfinger. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah. Uh, sure. That's like yeah. the that's like the prequel. Super Bond esque, by the way. Yeah, dude. I don't, I just want to make one statement about that song in particular. Like, you can't hear that and not think like he had been listening to a bunch of Ray Stevens before. I mean, it sounds like a that one's Ray a little Stevens more ridiculous. Song. But I just I wish I would have been in on the recording where um they had to keep doing extra takes of like. I got the shaft. <laughs> but that's always historically been your favorite part of songs. Like that is. That, like, Special plans. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just wanted to be the yeah. guy doing just that one timpani thing. That boom. <laughs> well, um, that record was a peach, Ryan. Thanks for sharing it. Here to help. You know, I, let me say one more thing before we get out of this. And I find this very interesting. And it kind of, um, it, 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 listening to that, that, the, that was his last hit. And listening to the lyrical content on that, I find it very interesting that opposed to most musicians and country musicians, popular country musicians, especially like he was, he married his one wife in 1959 and was married till he died in 2008 to the same woman, which might have something to do with all the love songs or whatever, like the different yeah, probably yeah. This one he's just like playing a character, or whatever. Well, right, right, but they split it right down the middle, uh, and she got the better half. Mm-hmm. I just found it interesting. You don't see that a lot. Like, so, anyway. You know, fuck it. Fucking eight, man. All right, Kevin, what do you got? So, uh, technically, this is the... We're we're coming up on the tail end of summer. Um, and I was... I've been poking around, knowing that I had the... Knowing that I, that I had the last song uh, this week for Current Affair, I've been poking around for, like... The song, like a song of the summer that we haven't covered yet, and we've actually covered like quite a bit of them, like a num- a number of these. Um, but I found one that's frankly probably been a little bit omnipresent that uh, I haven't uh, that we haven't covered yet, and so we're gonna do the new Portugal Demand release. Okay, I thought you were gonna say Justin Bieber, and thank you for not. No, it's uh, feel it still. To keep my hands on myself.
Yeah, that's uh, Feel It Still by uh, Portugal. The band, band out of Portland. Uh, their first, this is really kind of their first track that's ever charted. And um, you may recognize a little Please Mr. Postman riff in there from the Marvelettes. Yeah, did I've been curious since the first time I heard that song. Like, did they pay for that? Like, does anybody know? I mean, it is that. Not, I mean, it's intellectual property. Yeah. I would, no, no, no. I I'm saying, that. like, either they would have paid for it or, or they would have. Um, in this day and age of sued. Marvin Gaye's estate, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but they, they would have a much much stronger claim with that. So I, I've heard yeah. of that band, like, you know, like that name. And apparently I've heard that song. I don't know where, but it just reminded it's me. It's been pretty ubiquitous this it, summer. No, it reminded me of that, that Cher song. Of, Do you believe in love? And if yeah. you just, like, stood perfectly still at one point, you could just hear it. Yeah, no, um, there, was, there was a bit on that. Oh, right, right. I've been completely cold on this band for about 10. They've been around as far as I know, for about 10, almost 10 years. And um, this is the only... I've heard three songs off this record, and I like all three of them. It's it's finally, I feel like, where they finally got their shit, like, all lined up. Um, yeah, I don't and know I bet you've heard. Well. I bet you've heard other songs. There's a, there's a there, the single that came out before this. It is straight up, it sounds like fucking Gorillaz circa 19, 2006. I mean, you would think it's a Gorillaz song you hadn't heard 19, before. 19, 2006? 2006. Thank yeah. you for correcting me. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm on fire tonight. We're all damn right. I, but I want I want to say something about this band that I just found out recently. They're 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 a Portland band. Um, they are. But that's not where they originated. I just found out where they came from when they first came to South by Southwest. Um, they were uh from Wasilla. Is that Washington? No, it's uh, Sarah Palin used to be the mayor of Wasilla. Oh Alaska. shit! Yeah. Well, I think I think if you I think if you want to play music for a living, that it's probably a smarter move to go to Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington, than stay in Wasilla, Alaska. That is in fact true. Anyway, yeah, uh, there's a lot of that going on. I in could Austin be wrong these about days that. Too. Now, we, what we haven't talked about is the video. There's not really a lot of narrative structure in the video. I it's mean, pretty fucking great, though. It is pretty great. It's shot really well. There's a lot of, um, if you love junkyards and uh, breaking and popping. Dude, the whole yeah. thing, it just looks good. I mean, it looked really cool. Although, they, was there, there's breaking, but was there popping, Ryan? I mean, you're really the... Uh, I don't know if there were... They, yeah, well, there was, they were, there's popping, but not necessarily locking. There was, yeah, there, yeah, was, pop, no there was popping. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anyway, um, thanks, yeah, no, these these oh sure, yeah these these guys. It's weird because um, to Shane's point, like I've not, I really have never gravitated toward their work. I've yeah, known it hasn't of been them for a yeah, while. Yeah, it, it, it's something I want to like, but there's something has just always left me cold. But it seems like on this, I don't know if they have new members or it just, it just everything I, just seems to have come together. I have a half baked theory because. Because just poking through their Wikipedia entry, like one of the things that they noted was that the record that they put out in 2014, I guess Mike D produced it. So I'm wondering if maybe they just have, if they just over time have gotten access to more sort of creative energy from people who can help them, you know, kind well, of cross the finish line. I mean, there's a, that, that's a good point to make. I mean, it might it might just kind of, you know, sometimes you just fucking strike gold. Sure. Well, back in the day, like uh. Bands that you know showed a lot of promise would get signed to like I don't, I don't know what label they're on, but um, would get signed to a label and allowed time to develop, um, and they'd get you know three or four records in, and then they'd 
they'd be like, that's the record. Look at the Flaming uh, Lips. I mean, they were 15 years, 20, almost 20 years in when they put out the soft bullet, and then that arguably, like, well, it's not arguably. I mean, like, that's... No, that's that's the it's record. It's one of uh, the best totally. albums ever yeah. created, um, but that really, really put them on the map, and sometimes just, you know, who knows what happens. Yeah, but, but like, you know, had they not been... Not that I'm comparing this but, to the no, soft no, bullet. No, this but is like, on Atlantic, by the way. Yeah, well, they, they had the, so, they, they probably you know, had so some they've had a little time. Sure. Yeah, they've had a little room to grow um, and not have to work day jobs because they probably would have broken up otherwise. You know, if they weren't signed to a label that you know could support them and they could tour and. Well, some people really, when they get signed to a major label, they they step up they step up their game. You know, and some people are. It's like going to the New York Yankees. Does that make any sense? Like, you know, some people go to New York and they just... What, what is that, baseball? Like, shut up, fuckhead. <laughs> they, but I'm saying, like, you get in a bigger market, some people are, are crushed by that idea, but and some people respond to it and step it up. And the it sounds like... Different. Yeah. 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 Like, you, you take your, you're taking your game to a, a new... Get, by game, I'm saying that, you know, in things... Metaphorically, quotes. Yeah. quotes. The um, spotlight is brighter. Right, sure. I mean, like, if you... And they're like, you know, it's put up or shut up. And right. Anyway, sounds like they have put up. Anyway, yeah, so so technically, I guess, while while we all sort of look at, like, the end of the end of August as maybe sort of the formal end of summer... Um, not here. Not Well, not here. But, yeah. We but, look at the beginning of, of December maybe as the formal end well, of summer. Well, sure. I mean, that's a weather thing. But, I mean, in, in this particular case... Um, uh, my kids go back to school next week. Oh, so, so it's, it's like, the end of the This is like really the last. Like I was like, I was like, like just like a dying man reaching for something good. I was like, okay, let me find a song of the summer, and uh, and Portugal the man uh, came through on this. Oh, one. that's a great summer song. It's been around all summer, and like, and yeah, like I said, in a good I, I, way. I've heard it, and I don't know where. Um, well, everywhere. Uh, Apple ads and like vitamin water and like something else. Like it's run. It's been you know. It's they're, one they're of those. It's checks. one of those songs that crosses formats too. Like it, like you won't probably hear it on urban stations, but you'll hear it on like alternative. Well, it's got a little um, bit of hip hop in there. Yeah. Danger um, Mouse is a producer on this record, so that, like that, that kind makes of, sense. It seems like it does. Um, okay, so you guys want to talk about next week? Yeah, what's up next week? What you got, Kevin? Okay, so so I've been uh, I, uh, for the past several records, with the exception of uh, Detour and the Thin Lizzy, I've been. Uh, dragging us into the present and it occurred to me as like there's a lot of stuff that i've just that i'd love to at least go through that i just haven't ever made time uh regarding and i was out when when mark did the camper van beethoven stuff and it's like i've never really known that act but i've always i've always been like sort of tangentially a little bit uh tethered to that act because I really get a kick out of the tracks that I know from Cracker, but I don't know, like, I don't have any Cracker records. So I was like, let's let's do Kerosene Hat. So so next go-round, we're going to listen to Kerosene Hat. Well, that's worth checking out. I can't promise I'll uh, meet your level of enthusiasm, but I've I am listened. super shocked, and you've given it uh, how much time? None. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, he likes to make it his mind Tune in, tune in next week for uh, for Ryan's ball peen hammer take on uh, on uh, whatever it is that's not Jerry Reed. But son, until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. I'm Mark. This is somebody likes it.
Ladies and gentlemen, listeners to oneofus.net, be a subscriber. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, being a subscriber is it. The long-term benefits of being a subscriber at oneofus.net have been proven by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Watch TV, but not too much. Remember to cast a wide net of types of shows you watch. Even reality TV may have the occasional gem to offer. Don't feel too bad that you have trouble finding friends that share your interests. You are amazing, and you should love what you love. Sure, in 20 years you'll look back at your favorite stuff and cringe at some of it, but it will be with an affectionate smile. By the way, I have no doubt that you probably look amazing. Even if you haven't found that person yet, if you believe in yourself, somebody is going to love you. I'm sure anime is great. I don't personally watch a lot of it, although some of our staff certainly does. You'll feel better in realizing that my lack of interest in it isn't me critiquing the quality of anime and affects your love of it in no way. Tony is probably not gonna show up. Yeah, we wish he would too. Love that guy. Taking it personal when someone likes something you hate or hates something you love in entertainment is understandable when young. But as you get older, trust me, there will be little that will make you feel more embarrassed about yourself than cruel things you said on someone's Facebook page about DC versus Marvel or whatever at 3 in the morning. At least hopefully. Write. Create. Do your own thing. And if you don't have the time, find the time. Try out the shows you haven't given a shot to yet on our network, like Thumbtacks and Screwjobs, Somebody Likes It, or Deliberations of Doom. We think you'll be pleasantly surprised. But seriously, trust me on the subscription. <laughs>